0: Talk to me no matter what you feel Hi, my name's Scott Anderson, you've reached my podcast February 2024, Ha! my oh my how, How winter has wandered its way through where we are And anyway, I actually have had two measurable snowfalls this year Which is two more than we had the last three years before that combined Actual measurable snowfalls, more than an inch of snow on the ground. Um, doesn't happen often in the D.C. area, but we've had two this year, which is an interesting reality. My podcast, as always, is sponsored by two sponsors. The first is the novel, Danny and the Corporate Ladder. Sometimes in life you meet someone and they're, they're so amazing, they're so incredible that you think, this person can't be real. And then you find out, they are. They're even better than you thought. Danny and the Corporate Ladder is now available as an ebook, as a paperback, or as an audiobook. Start your own training group for flying snapping turtles. Danny and the Corporate Ladder. My other sponsor is Creative Technology and Innovation, a longtime sponsor of the Society of Dead Teachers. The Society of Dead Teachers was loosely founded uh, by me many years ago, trying to. Um, Really understand, uh, for all intents and purposes, understand the the reality of burnout among teachers. I I had a lot of teachers who were friends. Uh, Obviously, being a teacher, I was around teachers all day, every day. Uh, A lot of them were frustrated, burned out, tired of the rigmarole that was education. And so we founded the society. Uh, It grew. We had more than 15,000 members at one point. Um, And it it was a lot of fun when I was doing it, simply to create um, a connection for people, uh, it's really one of the things that I I work towards, and I really try to do is connect people together. Anyway, today, as always, I should think I should just stop saying the "today as always" part. But anyway, I'm going to continue saying it for the short run, right? Because I've already said it today. Today, I released my Hub Pages article. Today, I'm talking further about the Enterprise Resource Triangle. I've redone the triangle. I've got a new logo, got a new bunch of things that I've done around it. But I wanted to talk about it further. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about why the Enterprise Resource Triangle. Because it came out of an engagement I had many years ago where I was helping a customer kind of move an application from what it was to what it was going to be. Um, it was originally, many years ago, a green screen app. For those of you who don't know what a green screen app uh, is, literally do not feel bad. I am so happy uh, that I can honestly say that that green screen apps are long since gone, right? They're, they're dead. Uh, well, there are a few left, but very, very, very few. But once upon a time, a green screen app was the uh, terminal connection that you made between a terminal device and a mainframe or a mini-computer um, or a microcomputer, any one of those uh, computers or mainframe systems, they're gone. But the application in question that the customer asked me to look at was actually written originally as a green-screen app and then kind of evolved over time into this really kludgy app that didn't work, didn't do what people wanted it to do. Uh, and out of that thinking, right, out of that initial process, we ultimately ended up building it as a web application uh, in the short run. And I believe since then they have moved it into a pure, uh, a pure uh, platform application. I believe it is. They have their own iOS app. They have their own uh, Android app uh, that that you that you can use and, and consider, and, and, and it's pretty cool, right? Um, but that's that's not what we're talking about right so out of this conversation is when i really started thinking about the enterprise resource triangle prior to that i had a, developed a process that i was using um when i worked at microsoft called the application analysis and envisioning process or aaep that process was designed to go through a four-phase evaluation of a customer's uh, Lotus Domino environment to figure out what applications are you using, why are you using them, and what can we do, right? What can we move them to? Um, how can we migrate them? Back then, I was getting rid of Lotus Domino, and so anything I could do to get rid of Lotus Domino was a good thing, and that's where that came from, AAEP, Application Analysis Envisioning Process. That led me to the enterprise resource triangle, and I've been using the ERT with customers for many years. And in fact, I have now released two uh, articles about the new version and the new logo uh, and there's a lot more material coming uh, over time. You are welcome to use the ert yourself uh, you are most welcome all that I ask is that you just let me know right it's it's uh, it's uh, shareware as it were right I release it you are welcome to use it just please let me know that you used it um, i've got quite a few international customers and quite a few U.S. customers. And I just like knowing where it's being used. It kind of makes me uh, feel better about uh, uh, what I'm trying to do with it. Uh, The other thing, obviously, the other consideration, the other... um, component within the ERT kind of is beyond, you know, how did it get born uh, is this concept of of why do you use it, right? What is it? its structure? And one of the things that I'm talking about today in my article is the concept of the ERT as a future state tool. Um, first of all, I want to uh, make sure that everybody understands that when I say a future state tool, I am not talking about a tool used by the state uh, like The tools shared in George Orwell's uh, very scary book, 1984, um, Things That Big Brother Uses So They Know What You're Always Doing, right? I'm not talking about that. A future state tool is a tool that will help you determine, is an application a viable option for the future of your organization, right? Sometimes when you look at an application, you realize this is not going to be a long-term app, right? This application has a TTL, Time to Live, And that time to live predates that this application will die at this time period, right? And it's probably not going to go much further, although I can honestly tell you one of the reasons I developed the ERT is I worked with a customer who had applications that were supposed to die 10 years ago. And, well, they were still being used, um, right? And that was – 15 years ago when that happened, and those apps were 10 years old then uh, and had been projected to be used for two, maybe three years total. Um, I snickered and laughed sometimes about that because I suspect some of those apps probably are still being used. Um, You know, some of those apps are probably still, um, you know, the way they are. But that's neither, as it were, here or there, Um, you know, just part of the process overall as you consider you know, what is it that, that the ERT kind of does? Where where does it go? Um, so anyway, as I said, the I've updated the ERT with a new article today. I will update additional uh, information and additional data points for the ERT um, over the course of uh, the rest of this winter and early spring. Um, I'm not intending to make the ERT into a book, so it'll always be available uh, on my hub pages site. All right, let's bounce around a little bit. Uh, I'm in the post-football withdrawal. Um, Normally, my transition would be to basketball this time of year, college basketball, but that's not going to happen because IU's not playing well, and I don't like to watch IU lose, so I don't enjoy watching IU lose, therefore I'm not going to do that. Um, And I don't really like watching the NBA this time of year just because it's boring, and you never, I don't know, I just... I like the NBA at the end of the year when they're doing their playoffs. Um, I like to watch college basketball. uh, So it's kind of, you know, can't really do a lot uh, watching-wise. But uh, because football's over and baseball hasn't started yet. And I don't watch baseball anymore. So kind of betwixt and between uh, in terms of sports to watch right now. But uh, one of the things that I was looking at or considering was watching spring football. I haven't really watched spring football in the past. Pardon me for yawning and trying to talk through the yawn. I haven't really watched spring football in the, fa- in the past, but uh, the merger of the two leagues uh, could make it a lot more exciting. So we'll have to see how, how that kind of goes forward, right? W- what is the value proposition that we get out of, of spring, spring football? Um, but, you know, well, not really here nor there, I guess. It's just something I'm considering because uh, I can't watch basketball. Depressing. Anyway, uh, updated a bunch of stuff in the basement, got the printers finally working, got everything done, Uh, had to ship one of my printers off uh, to be repaired, which is depressing because it's the faster printer, Um, and when you're doing 3D printing, speed is critical. The other thing is, I'm kind of thinking, and I've been thinking about this concept of, I'd like to find a model kit. I used to do models when I was a kid. I loved them. And with a 3D printer, you can print all the parts. Pardon me, I yawned again. You can print all the parts of a model and put it together, and I'd like to put together a model ship. I think that would be a lot of fun print the parts on the 3D printer and then assemble them uh, using glue and things like that there. Uh, so that's something I'm thinking about. That might be kind of fun. I'm also getting ready to uh, restart my rover project. I had started it before and I kind of let it slide for a while. I'm going to reinvigorate the, the rover project, uh, get it up and running and, and actually get that rover built so I can play with it. Anyway, my name is Scott Anderson. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week.